feel like I feel like we're back in Italian class and we're cramming for exams. Oh. <laughs> I I feel so lucky that the like final I have this semester is just like a project. I don't have to speak. Uh -huh. It's just like let me just shove this into a document and send it in and it's done. Yo, I was so the luckiest person in class to have you as my partner because oh, dude, yo. no, but you were really fun to work with. You really were. Yeah, I had to be. You were so smart. <laughs> oh, stop that. <laughs> hey, yo, guys, what's happening? It's your boy Rain TJ back again with another episode of Just a Thought. And today I wanted to share a Zoom call that I had with my friend Kaya, who currently lives in Norway, where she discussed her perspective on what self care is. So, before I uh, give away too much of today's episode, let's dive right into it. So you and I were talking about self-care the other day and different takes we have on it. And one point we were talking about was the difference between like materialistic self-care and introspective internal self-care. And how one of them is a lot more like the, oh, I'm gonna treat myself because I feel I deserve it. And this will give me that instant gratification, this like instant feel better pill in a way and yes it's nice but it doesn't last for forever and as we talked about putting in hard work is where people struggle and that's where you have to be more proactive in working on yourself and that can get ugly it's self-care but it can look hideous when you are addressing it yeah it can and i feel like that's because a lot of people struggle with facing the truth and maybe because true self-care is somewhat um more of like self-realization and living within yourself um i'm not sure that's kind of you know something it could be because self-care is such a wide topic that's why i want to have so many different minds to mm -hmm. share their thoughts on it but i want to ask you more about your materialistic version of self-care like for instance you or friends that you know situations that could relate how, how have you seen people take care of themselves materialistically but not individualistically or spiritually you know the the other way you were speaking of well i know a major example of that are the people who work themselves to the bone to the point of exhaustion burnout in order to earn money so they can spend it on the things that give them that instant gratification Mm. But then they aren't taking care of themselves in the long run by disrespecting their bodies, right? They're not getting enough sleep. They're not putting nutrition into their body. And that can be anything from just, you know, three meals a day and enough water, right? And I think in that regard, then, they, they aren't practicing true self-care because they're not taking care of themselves the way they can lead a much happier life in the long run. And they're neglecting those hard conversations because they don't make you happy. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a facade. Um, mm. But um, what do you, what do you think is contributing to the rate of, of, of it? Cause it's really vanity based on what you're describing and how I, um, how I'm interpreting it. Mm. Self-care and not just self-care, but the misconception of self-care it seems to be leading towards self-centeredness and vanity. Yeah. No, I think you're right when it comes to self-centeredness. And I think also, you know, we live in a world where 
we have the whole world at our fingertips. We have most of the people we know, we have immediate access to them for the most part, but we also have the ability to just delete them, like get rid of them, to leave messages on red. And we're then terrible at confronting those situations in real life where you can't just snap your fingers and disappear and exit out of the conversation, where you are forced to confront the issues that you have with someone or the issues that even they have with you. Right. And so I think we're so used to just being able to turn something off if we don't like it. And while in some regard that can be very healthy, that we learn how to just turn something off and just walk away, it also means that we are far more likely to not reflect on our own actions and our own feelings and work through them to come out better on the other side. Exactly. Yo, I, I feel that. I definitely do. Um, <laughs> I'm guilty of it too. I really am. And it's something that when I do it, I'm like, God damn, <laughs> do better. And yeah. so I think we all need to take that. But like confrontation is hard. Even people who are like, I'm a confrontational person, even with them, when it comes to something that really means a lot to them, mm-hmm. where something is on the line, then of course you're going to struggle through it. Yeah, that that is very true. Because I mean... I I view myself as the type that um I have no problem with you know approaching certain situations but yeah there to be quite truthful there are moments and there are things still in my life that I have yet to approach you know and it comes it, I feel like it you know it requires a certain level of strength yeah a certain level of strength that a lot of people seem to be lacking and i don't know why i think i think it has something to do with like this is not a joke i think it's something to do with the food we eat or um just like just like the internet today social media like you were saying you know the world is at our fingertips now i'm here in philly and you're in norway and here Mm -hmm. we are you know yeah magic um (laughs) definitely but um it 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 causes people to think a certain way because like let's look back in our parents time um let's say there's some guy courting you and you're in a small village now more than likely you know you might you might give him a chance you know Mm -hmm. you might because there's this guy in the village and there's only so many guys in this village and there's so little chances of you leaving that village yeah but but here now today all right yeah there's this guy in my village but i got this dating app i got that dating Mm -hmm. app i could get some guy in california to fly me out (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of there's a lot Mm -hmm. of different options and for me my mom always like teased me about this like anytime we're ordering food from a menu i need the smallest menu or i'll be in there forever you know the more options you have it's harder to choose and it seems Mm -hmm. like now with everything in society everything is an option you know Mm -hmm. you talk to is an option who do you end up with is an option who's your friend is an option how long are they your friend is an option Mm -hmm. like you said you could just you could put them on mute on Instagram. You could yeah. put them on do not disturb. You could block mm-hmm. their number. You could, you could do so many different things with whoever mm-hmm. you meet. You can meet yeah. anyone right now and then delete them right after. And it's like, yeah, and this false 
construct of what relationships are is kind of distorting how people view self-care. It's like a catalyst where one thing affects the other, you know? Mm. That's how I kind of view some of this. Yeah, no, I really hear you there. I think in in the last couple months even, I've noticed that like certain people who I was maybe like in regular contact with on a certain social media platform who I met in real life as well. It's not just like, a, oh, this person is a stranger. I should just get rid of them sort of thing. They just disappeared. Like you search for them and I'm like, did you block me? <laughs> so why? Um, and of course, like I have my reasons sometimes for like unfollowing someone. So I'm like, nah, I'm kind of tired of what I see that you're doing. Like, I don't care much for you anymore. And that, that happens in real life as well. You just naturally grow apart. But there are some people who like, they, they take that step away from those platforms, from those channels of communication for their own well-being. Because sometimes there are negative aspects. And like we talked about like social media, like one thing I love about it is that I can keep in touch with people I know all over the place. And so I'm so lucky to have that access. But at the same time, if I ever want to take a step back and, you know, just put my phone on silent, just turn everything off to relish in the moment I'm living in or to take care of myself and just recuperate from whatever I'm dealing with, you kind of feel like in a way you're blocking those people out. And I think self-care, as I think you talked about in your episode as well, was establishing boundaries. Mm. And boundaries are really important. I think people also have to, they have to learn to pay attention and listen to what these boundaries are telling them about you and your relationship. But they also often need to think about the fact that it probably has nothing personal against them. True. True. It's just that you have to take a step back for your own well-being, maybe reevaluate some things in your life so you can hopefully be a better friend to all. Yeah, and then I feel like um, it's so weird because the way how society is going now, a lot of people, especially young women, and I feel like it's not really my place to speak because I'm not um, a young woman, but mm-hmm. we all see it. Um, society in these social media platforms have created this false perception of what beautiful should looks like. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of people chasing this thing that they know they can't attain by buying all these materialistic items and then mm-hmm. ignoring others or using others. And then you have things now like OnlyFans and like, I get that people use it for other platforms, but let's be real, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, this is really what society is coming to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just so weird just for the love of money and vanity and a few mm-hmm. likes, people are now selling their body for nothing to millions of strangers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just what and they think they're taking care of themselves because why Mm -hmm. there's more money in their bank account and Mm -hmm. there's more people liking their pictures Mm -hmm. and you know they're getting better at that facade Mm -hmm. that putting up that fake mask of beauty Mm -hmm. and that is not what self-care is but you know it's it's like I don't know how to put it. <laughs> no, but I, I get what you're saying. I remember when I was in Japan, I remember people were explaining that on a lot of job applications for Japanese companies, it will often be asked of applicants to include not only like a photo of them. So you have, you can put a name to a face, right? Like that seems pretty reasonable to me, but they will sometimes ask for like your height and your weight. 
And I think to myself, what does that have to do with a person's job unless, unless they're like a weightlifter? Right. Like, what should that have to do with them being able to be an IT consultant or a chef? Like, to me, that should not matter. But it goes to show how much people are putting emphasis on the importance of vanity within their own organization, right? That like, if you don't fit this mold, you're not welcome here. And it doesn't matter if you actually meet the real, um, you know, intellectual qualifications. Mm. And even now I know that um, whenever it comes to like creatives trying to curate their portfolio, their space, a lot of times people look at their social media. And a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with a friend who's an aspiring photographer who had been to a show and he overheard two guys at the gallery who run it talking about like, oh, this one artist was inquiring about, you know, having an exhibition here. And it wasn't so much, oh, let's go check out her website and see what her work looks like. It's like, let's go check her Instagram. And that's not to say that they were looking to see if she was attractive, you know, as a person to have a show there. But the way that you have to create or, you know, curate your materials matters now like the aesthetic behind it. So I think that's part of why people are also caring more and more. Like it kind of makes me worried about the fields that I could go into because I'm worried that people will look at exactly what they see on the surface and think that that is a direct reflection of the work I can do. Like what I can actually bring to the table. And I don't think that's very fair. It's like the concept of don't judge a book by its cover. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's dangerous. But at the same time, think about how many books you have picked up probably because you thought the cover was intriguing, whether it was the title displayed on it or the font or the colors or that it had won an award, like plenty of us take that into consideration. True. Mm. True. I guess we all, we all do it to some degree. Mm. Um, I, I had a point, you know, speaking more to the, um, the the mm, I guess the false reasoning behind certain things like you know a lot of people are now on this being fit wave and being athletic and stuff and I spent the first 17 years of my life in track and field and I see I see a lot of people you know when I go to the when I go to the tracks and stuff because I still try to run every every other day do some jogs and stuff and I see people running with such terrible forms like such terrible like they're hurting themselves in the long run and they don't they don't know but they got to go run these jogs you know and go to the gym and put on this look and you know and gain a certain aesthetic within mm. and then it also causes others to feel left out that FOMO that feeling of being left out it causes a lot boys and girls to um mm feel left out and they do anything to pursue that even Mm. if you know that thing is getting active and getting fit the reason Mm. why they're getting fit and healthy Mm. is not healthy you know what i mean not for the inside it's not for the inside it's Mm. for the next person to see me and like me and tell me i look good for just two seconds yeah yeah (laughs) And, and, and and you know it's mm-hmm. it's weird it's like you're not really building yourself up if you yeah. move through life like that mm. i don't know yeah that's, that's my thoughts on it so far 
No, I, I really hear you there. I was talking today actually with two of my classmates about, you know, finally finding a form of exercise or fitness that actually is something that you actually look forward to because you think it's fun. And I remember as um, we were actually talking about some cultural differences. And I remember when I was a kid and I did some kind of competitive sports in the US actually, but I did it more because like I thought it was fun. I wasn't necessarily good, so I definitely wasn't doing it for any vain reasons or anything, like nothing to boost my exterior. And, but as I got older and you start to focus on competition and being more competitive and being the best, scoring the most goals, being, you know, the very best. And I was like, ah, I know that's not me, but I still want to do this because I enjoy it. And I've gone, I've gone along with it for, for as long as I have. And I remember, I, I remember the exact moment I threw in the towel on one of them was when I managed to like miss catching something. Mm-hmm. And the girl who had thrown it towards me, you know, she was the one who initially had fucked that up. <laughs> yeah. And so of course I wasn't going to catch it, but she was freaking out on me over it. And I was like, I'm done. This is it. That, this is the last time I'm doing this because I, I don't want that kind of negative energy to be exerted when I'm meant to be doing something good for me and that's supposed to be fun. And I feel like for me personally, that really tarnished my relationship with physical activity mm-hmm. and finding joy in it. Cause I was like, well, clearly I'm not good at it. So why bother? And I think that's another unfortunate like roadblock. A lot of people meet is, well, I'm clearly not good at it. It's hard. So why should I bother? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Like I, I know what happens to plenty of people. And so for me then, as I got just a few years later, then I was rediscovering, I guess, trying to be active and I got into running. And for then it was me trying to become a better version of myself. So I would time how long it took me to run a certain distance, what speed I was going at and just trying to incrementally improve that. And I didn't make any you know tremendous breakthrough, but I did so much more than I ever thought I was capable of. Great. <laughs> yeah. Great. So I think that doing things like real internal self-care will make you eventually feel like you've had a breakthrough, like you've come so far. And when you look back and you're like, God, that was hard. That was so challenging. But you wouldn't have it any other way because of where you are now. Hmm. I love that. I love that a lot, Kaya. Um, thank you so much for your thoughts on self-care. And um, oh, I'm glad we could talk. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, I guess that's it for now with that topic. And uh, hopefully, I'll see you again one day. Definitely, <laughs> we'll meet up somewhere. Cool. All right, guys. So that was just a thought with Arain, TJ, and Kyle. And if you if you have a thought that you want to share or if you want to speak on this topic, you can DM me, DM her. You can comment below. And as usual. Have a good day, everyone.